Scott and Paul Show, episode eight. And tonight we're going to be talking about, I guess, a little bit of movies first, then games, and I guess the unfortunate EA curse. And Scott did not do his homework, so we will not be talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Thanks, Scott. Technical issues. Technical issues. He did not buy a Mac. He bought <laughs> another Windows device. Fuck Windows 10. Oh, my God. Ah. <sighs> Scott, watch the new Star Wars trailer. Actually, it's a TV spot. Scott, did you cry again? When the Millennium Falcon comes on there, I just, I could feel my cheek muscles just wanting to pull my lips up in a big smile. So, yeah, um, spot was pretty cool. You know, I like the new music that was at the beginning of it. I hadn't heard that Star Wars theme before. And then, you know, of course, it bled into a classic theme, but, um, one thing I noticed was like uh, Finn, you know, we speculated that he escapes from the, or a lot of people have speculated he escapes from the First Order Empire or whatever it is. And there's a shot of a TIE fighter um, breaking loose from like couplings or cables or something. So that just kind of supports him getting shot down by the Star Destroyer. So he's, I'd say it's pretty clear at this point that uh, he is running from the Empire, but they haven't really tried to hide that part. Not really much else in there that we haven't seen before. There's a few new shots of um, Han Solo. Looks like yeah. he plans on shooting first in this movie. <gasps> My God, he shot first. Yeah, he hands uh, Ray that blaster pistol and tells her that she'll need this. Yeah. But uh, we are what now? Roughly 40-some-odd days away from the release of this film? 31 or 32, wouldn't it? It's the 17th, and the movie comes out on the 18th of December. Just 30 days, and yeah. Uh, something like that. So, uh, it's getting closer. Um, Really, that's about it. I don't really have any more Star Wars news for the movies, anyway. Um... On to the Hollywood Reporter. Peter, no, uh, yeah, Pete, Peter Berg is no longer attached to direct the Weinstein's company's film adaptation of the classic show, The Six Million Dollar Man, which is now renamed The Six Billion Dollar Man, not to be confused with Ted DiBiase, which featured the uh, Tyler character Steve Austin, not to be confused with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, is now going to be helmed by screenwriter Damien Scott. Pronounce this dude's name. Sisfron? Is that how you pronounce it? Well, if I get my fucking doc to come back up. Yeah, language. <laughs> and, um, I'm sorry, but you blame uh, blame Windows <laughs> 10 right now. Uh, anyway, um, he is going to be writing and directing the film. Shit, I can't um, that one. It is now set to be released December 22nd, 2017, starring Mark Wahlberg as Steve Austin. Sifron. I'd say Sifron. this is silent. Sifron. So it's going to be a Christmas film. Six Billion Dollar Men. Are you ready for this? Another reboot. <laughs> it's going to be a six million dollar opening weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so clever. Um, 
you know, I watched bits and pieces of the show growing up in syndication, and uh, I always thought it was pretty cool, but gosh, we've just seen so much of this cybernetic badass stuff over the years. I mean, as long as they have good writing, good actors. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. I don't know. I like Wahlberg, even though I don't think he's a great actor. I do like Mark Wahlberg, but... He, he plays a certain character, and it, it, as long as he's not trying to be super serious, he works, usually. I'm a cyborg. <laughs> yeah, it was, I want to hear him say that. Yeah. Um, that was pretty good, man. I'm releasing this at Christmas. This is kind of a death knell. I mean, this is not a good idea. No, there. this is not the kind of name recognition, I think, that that it needs to be a, a Christmas release, but it's 2017. You know, they're really putting this thing out there. Yeah. I wonder what the other, um, release dates for that year are. I mean, you go, are you going to have another star Wars coming out around that time? Are you going to have, let's see, upcoming movies. Well, no, the other star Wars was, um, I forgot when the next Star Wars film is. Okay, well, we got Power Rangers in January. The Dark Towers listed, but I'm pretty sure that's not happening. Uh, another Resident Evil, which, I mean, has a, a little bit of legs as a series, I guess. Lego Batman movie in February. They're making a Bad Boys 3. Okay. March, you have The Wolverine. You have Kong Skull Island, Beauty and the Beast. The Mummy? What's this? Reboot of the original. Okay, yeah, there's like a big universal reboot. Remember we did that story a few months back? With their universal properties trying to make universes out of them and IPs, big IPs. So there's the first Mummy reboot. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's not related to the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies. Furious 8 in April. Guardians of the Galaxy in May. Potentially Terminator Genesis 2 in May. Uh, Star Wars Episode 8 in May. Oh, wow. Terminator comes out the week before that. Hope China likes robots. Uh, June, you have World War Z 2, Fantastic Four 2. Eh. Well, China does because another reason why Terminator 4 was so successful. Yeah. You have Despicable Me 3 in June. Pirates of the Caribbean in July. War of the Planet of the Apes in July. Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man in July. But what the hell is, else is coming out in December 2017 that we know of? September would have been a better month, I think. <laughs> There's nothing coming out. Let's see. Thor in November. Avatar 2 in December. Ew. The Crudes Part 2, December 22nd. It looks like it's a Avatar or the first part of December and the Croods too, and an untitled Disney fairy tale movie. Live action fairy tale. Well, I mean, it doesn't seem like they have a lot to go up against. I mean, they have, and then to be announced, you have Transformers Five, Nut Job Two, Jeepers Creepers Three, Roadhouse Reboot. Enzo Ferrari, which probably won't make him a bunch. 
My Little Pony, that'll probably be a hit. There'll be a lot of dudes watching that shit. Yeah, I mean, they don't want to come out in the summer with this project. It's probably make, in this case, other than Avatar, which who knows which way Avatar is going to go. Because um, the, the first one was a huge success, but, you know, was that built on from the director of Titanic, Aliens, Terminator, Terminator 2, True Lies, did this. You know what I mean? That kind of probably helped bring a lot of people in, but now it's, well, we've already seen Avatar, and we really have no interest in seeing it no matter who directed it. I don't know. Anyways, Mark Wahlberg, December release with a property that hasn't been around since, like, what, like 1975? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say that this is going to be a box office disaster. On the one disaster to possibly another one, uh, Aquaman finally has a new writer. James Wan, this is from The Hollywood Reporter again. James Wan is on board to direct a movie based on the DC superhero. David Leslie Johnson has been hired to write Aquaman. Uh, James Wan hired this dude. I don't know who the original writer was to see. Um, let's just go ahead and read it verbatim here. James Wan is developing and on board to direct the title, which has Jason Momoa attached to star as King Atlantis for the movie, which is swimming towards. Oh, I love how they wrote swimming. Is swimming. Yeah. Uh, it's just so bad I lost my place here. Let's just skip over that crap. Here's the important part. He, uh, Wrath of the Titans. Well, he wrote Red um, Orphan, Red Riding Hood, two episodes of Walking Dead, Wrath of the Titans, two episodes of Mob City, Unforgettable, which they're filming, and he did rewrites for The Conjuring 2. Yeah. Yeah, not really an impressive resume. Well, as unclear as the extent of Johnson's involvement, the project was being developed on dual tracks with writers Will Bell and Kurt Johnston pending separate scripts. One source said that Johnston would be a third rail in the development track. However, however, several sources said Johnson is working with Juan to streamline the project. Warner Brothers has no comment. See, this is fucking Warner Brothers with their let's get hire a bunch of different writers to come up with the best scripts, and whoever has the best script, that's what we'll do. This is such anarchy. It's it's like Arkham Asylum. Let's just this whoever has the best script, let's go with that. You kind of sound like the Joker there for a second. Well, who? You did. <laughs> you sound like the Joker for a second. This is anarchy. It was, I was kind of thinking like, you know, everybody loses their minds. <laughs> well, it is. This is crazy. Instead of having a focus, this, 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 this is insane. They have a plan to churn out stuff with the title slapped on it and and count on the hopes and dreams of fanboys to see a good movie. And we'll go buy tickets, and they'll break even in DVD sales. That's their plan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, at least Marvel 
they sit down in a room and they have this clear-cut plan. This is A, B, C, D. This is where we want to start. This is where we want to end. And this is this is the middle. We we have this clear-cut picture. DC is like this is this is how much money we have. This is how much we want to make at the end. This this is stupid. How can you have all of these amazing characters and yet you have no idea what the fuck to do with them other than let's just make money? This is why WCW failed. You have fucking morons running your operation. This is the ultimate insanity. This is not how you run. Oh my God. This is like fucking Nintendo. You're idiots. Everybody in charge of Warner Brothers is a fucking moron. They're not even trying. No, they're they 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 kind of struck a little bit of gold with uh, Batman, and they hedged <coughs> all their bets on making everything have the same, a very similar visual appeal. A very you know, everything's gonna be grounded in reality. Even they were talking about you know. Superman, who's basically a god, and Batman, who's a who should be a psychotic uh, billionaire that beats the freaking brakes off of people, which I guess he did do that for the most part. But I mean, everything's got to be, you know, we don't want to get too close to sci fi. You know, God forbid there'd be a little bit of fantasy, even though that's a freaking proven commodity at this point. Um, they're, they're so scared of their project. It reminds me of the 90s when they, when, well, actually, Warner is a really good example, like Steel with Shaq. They make this movie, and they're so scared that people are going to not be able to believe what's going on on screen. They try to dumb it down and make it as close to reality as possible. And that's not always a bad way of doing things. But when you're taking properties that have been around for 50, 60, 70 years, or I guess in Steele's case, five or six, but he was wrapped up in the whole mythos of Superman. So... Or maybe that was the budget too. I don't know, but they they seem so scared of putting something sci-fi looking on screen or magic looking on screen sometimes, and they really shouldn't. I mean, what's what's holding them back at this point? I mean, look at like Lord of the Rings, um, Hunger Games. Well, Hunger Games is fantasy, but it's not. I don't think there's really magic in it. But I mean, it's just it just seems like there's a fear of that, and I don't really see where it hurts anything. Well, hell, even fucking. Marvel with Thor and the whole, you know, well, you call it science, I call it magic. You know, we're, there's nothing mystical about the people in, you know, Thor's world. So I don't know. I don't see the point. I mean, if we can suspend disbelief enough to believe any of that stuff, I don't think it's going to hurt to go an extra step or an extra inch in this case and just let it be what it's supposed to be. You know, Superman. I mean, I get he needs to go through some hard times to keep it interesting, but he still needs to be like a shining beacon at some point. Um, and I don't count the way they're going with Batman versus Superman where it looks like we're on this big hero's journey and Superman starts out, you know, I've got to get to this point where I'm the shining beacon and have this knowledge. I don't buy that because I think they just tried to make a darker Superman in the first movie. And now they're playing like damage control to try to get that back 
and now they've got this big dark Frank Millerish script. But I don't know if Superman doesn't come off at the end of that movie as as being who he is, then it's not going to. It's just it's just more an example of what Warner Brothers is scared of, in my opinion. They're scared of owning up to what the characters really are. And on the flip side, we're talking about freaking Aquaman. So who cares, right? Well, I mean, well, when you got Superman's dad sitting there saying, oh, no, Clark, maybe you should have let everybody die in that bus. Clark's like, what the fuck? That's that's supposed to be gritty realism, and it's it's stupid. Yeah, his dad never would have said that. And then when you got... Most people's dads wouldn't, let alone John Kent. He, and then when he got his mom sitting there saying, you don't owe them anything, Clark. Fuck them people. He's like, what the fuck, Mom? Seriously, what yeah. the hell type of parents does Clark Kent have? Well, see, that's the other thing. As far as what the mythos of Superman evolved into in the, I don't know, 70s, 80s, 90s, the aughts, he, his parents were a big reason he turned out as good as he was. And in, in Man of Steel, they're just like trying to hold him back. They're trying to, to, to talk him down out of this stuff. It's almost like they're almost playing the teenage angst angle without him being a teenager. It's well, I mean, I guess he was there in the middle, but like when Martha Kent tells him, you don't know anybody, owe anybody anything. Well, I mean, yeah, he owes his, he owes the world. I mean, he's, he's alive. Uh, Earth is where he landed at. He's raised by two humans. I mean, he's not shackled to it by any means. But I mean, you know, out of respect for what's supposed to be a good upbringing, maybe I'll try to do the right damn thing. That's who Clark Kent is. That's who Martha Kent is. That's who John Kent are. They're just good down to earth people. Superman just happens to have a lot of powers. I don't remember who said it, but we owe John and Martha Kent everything, but because can you imagine what teenage Clark Kent would be like? Think about it. Think about like teenage angst Clark Kent. What a little fucking prick he would be. Think about it. The powers yeah. of, of like a little fucking. Imagine you, how, what you were like as a teenager. Now imagine you with superpowers. You were a fucking asshole. We owe them the world. Okay, now flip it. They're fucking pricks in this movie. Clark Kent's dad's like, oh, I should have killed them all. I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. Derpy, yeah. derpy, derp. Oh, well, no, Clark. Let that tornado take me. Derpy, derpy, derp. Even though you could probably zip in there so quick, nobody would even see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my parents are pretty awesome. I just kind of. My, my mom and dad are John and Martha Kent. <laughs> That's the thing. But I just kind of, well, my mom was a little bit more violent than Martha Kent. <laughs> but it kept me in line. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, you have all that untapped power and, you know, teenage hormones and shit. That would be nuts. But like you said, derpy, derpy, derp. So. But what? Well, it's about I can DC just, Warner Brothers has no idea what they're doing. They fucked up from the beginning. If Bruce Tim was in charge of this universe, you would never would have had these issues. No, and you probably still made from the beginning. You fucked everything up. Why? Well, they're cartoon guys. They don't know anything about Hollywood. 
Well, they never would have fucked up like you did. They sure as hell wouldn't hire like 18 fucking people to write scripts. It's like you're writing Monday Night Raw. You got 25 fucking writers out here who have no idea what they're doing. You're idiots. Every single one of you. You're, You're fucking morons. But you're making money. Why? Because morons are going to pay to go see this. Mindless drones walking in there because they have nothing else to do. Because they're idiots. They were paid to see this shit. That will too because I want to go see Batman and Superman. Because fuck <laughs> <laughs> That rant was awesome. But I'm going to too. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm holding out hope that, that Ben Affleck just wields his his uh, abilities as a writer and a director to influence the morons that are, that are in charge of that movie. So, well, I don't know. I mean, is it, the movies are they profitable for Warner Brothers? Most of them are. So, as far as their business goes of making money, I guess they're doing okay. But I don't know, man. It seems like if you just tell that more human story, that that character driven relatable stuff it seems like they would probably make more money because you get more hype from making good movies period patricia arquette is in talks to join toy story 4 as a new character this is um comic book resources linking over from the rap um, according to the rep, Arquette's character, who will be a new addition to the franchise, is likened to, quote, a laid-back mom who's described as a hippie. Oh, boy. From a script by Park and Recreation star Rashida Jones and her Colest and Jesse Forever writing partner, Will McCormack, Toy Story 4 will follow, according to John Lasseter, a love story between Buzz and Bo Peep, voiced by Ann Potts. Um, Toy Story 4 is slated for June 15, 2018, between Godzilla 2 and the Jurassic World sequel. Why did they not just let Toy Story 3 be the last sequel? I don't know. Probably because it made a bunch of money. All three critical successes. Yeah, but it... It was a good end note. Yeah, it, it bookended too fine and it it ended everything the way it should have but now they're just going to torture it so buzz and bo peep what about tom hanks and bo peep see bo peep wasn't in three was she and they never explained where she was at Banny pots man corvette summer oh my god I, i don't really remember what happened to bo peep and in three. They, they they just mentioned that she wasn't around. That's all they did. Hmm. I don't know. I I just know one thing, man. Those are three really good movies. And if they make a four, I will go see it. <laughs> and, and and I will I will pretend Annie Potts from Corvette Summer is actually both people on screen. I'll visualize that the entire time. It's the only reason I watched that movie. I watched it once because it was Mark Hamill. <laughs> I went back <laughs> because of Annie Potts. It's like I can give Mark Hamill a shot here. He was good in a few movies. Let's see what he did here. 
movie's really not that bad. Man, a quick footnote. It's kind of fun. Uh, Ant-Man was released digitally today. Like I said it would be. So smart. And, it, and the DVD will be out no, December 8th. So. Well, it's like a little stretch. Usually it's just a week, right? No. No, it's... Well, sometimes Apple gets it about two weeks before everybody else, but it's released digitally this time. I think everybody gets it digitally like a month beforehand or so. Oh. So right. everybody has it now. Like Walmart has it and everybody else. So I'll get on it. to TV news. Uh, Snowpiercer, which is also known as Captain America on the Train, is being adapted for TV with uh, Josh Friedman. Is the, uh, I guess the guy in charge. Josh Friedman. He did um, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah. You know what, Josh Friedman? I am freaking not going to watch Snowpiercer just because I know it wasn't his fault the show was canceled, mostly. I guess he was a writer. But producer, director, whatever the hell he was. He was a writer. Friedman's a writer, right? Yeah, he's a writer. So anyways... He is attached to pin the script for... Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Friedman... You know, fuck Snowpiercer. We're talking about Terminator. So Sarah Connor, Connor Chronicles... They wouldn't tell the ending. They left us on a cliffhanger, and years later, people tried to get the ending out of him. Like, just give us an idea of what happens. And he's just like, no, I'm taking it to the grave with me. So screw him. I'll never watch Snowpiercer. Okay, I will. I, I take that back. Because <laughs> I, I, I really like the movie. It was Captain America with a dark past on a train because he was involved in a certain situation on the train. There's also a comic book out. If anybody is interested. Is there a Snowpiercer uh, comic? Yes. Yeah, Snowpiercer is really, really good. I, I definitely recommend it to people that like sci-fi or social commentary. Really. This is from Hollywood Reporter. Marty Adlerstein's or Adlerstein's Tomorrow Studios uh, sees a future in Snowpiercer. The 2013 Korean feature, feature film is being adapted as a TV series with Jaws Theater, uh, Friedman uh, attached to pen the script for Tomorrow Studios, which has option to register the film. Uh, I do not see exactly when, but um, but they are working on it. So it is. I'm interested. I think Freeman was a capable writer. I like, I mean, I like the one project I'm familiar with. I mean, it had its ups and downs, but a lot of that had to do with budget and probably Fox. They're notorious for meddling with properties. So show is a little hell of a lot better than it had any right to be. That's for sure. T Tomorrow studios is a partnership between Adderstein and ITV studios. Should Snowpiercer find a network home, it would join Outerstein-produced series, including ABC's Last Man Standing, NBC's Aquarius, and MTV's Teen Wolf. So, uh, it would... 
I can see it working as a long-running TV series. Well, I mean, they were on that train for like, what, 15 years or something? 12 years, 10 years. They were on the train yeah. for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a place to tell a story. And they there's multiple uprisings, so. Yeah. You already know how it ends, so. Yeah. The Muppets. Showrunner steps down. Series to reboot in spring. If you have not watched the Muppets show, the reboot, I did not give it much of a chance because uh, I was like, they're just ripping off the office. Then I went ahead and said, hell with it. It was really good. <laughs> and now, like, eight episodes in, they decided, like, eh, we're going to stop now after like 10 episodes until next spring, which really friggin' sucks. But yes, the Muppets showrunner, co-creator, and executive producer Bob Kershaw has exited the show, and uh, Kristen Newman is in talks to take over his position. Um, so... This, this rarely ends well. I'll just say that much. I mean, I guess it worked for Walking Dead, but yeah. see, they got rid of Frank Darabont after season one because they were worried about money. And uh, so season two was, we're going to stand around the house and pick our rear ends for 13 episodes. But then season three picked back up. Despite the show's full season pickup, the report says the show will return from its winter hiatus, will likely be treated as a relaunch. Though the series is Tuesday's highest-rated news show among adults, ABC is holding the show to higher standards due to the long-standing popularity of the characters. Uh, further, the studio has concerns about its creative direction. That's always good, isn't it? Regardless, it's the network's best-performing Tuesday comedy in four years. If ABC strikes a deal with Newman, she will executive produce the project alongside Prady, Randall, Einhorn, Bill, Bard, blah, 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 blah. Um, Ten episodes in, and you're going to stop for another relaunch next spring. Well, I hope Muppet fans have enjoyed the probably single season they're going to yet i love the muppets i haven't caught the new show but i don't have cable tv either um well it's not cable dude it's on abc we mean it's on abc but it's not cable abc's not cable man it's on channel eight i don't have channel eight it's abc dude it's over the air yeah my uh, my tv's antenna doesn't pick up that you can get a free one. Well, I guess you missed that opportunity, didn't you? Mm, yeah. Pay forty bucks and go get one. I'll uh, stop I'll... buying amiibos. <laughs> I blow people in the back of alleys to get amiibos. Yeah. No, you're blowing people in the back of alleys so you can pick up the the uh, the VR. Yeah. Slave Leia. 
Damn right. Slave labor virtual reality program. Yeah. Slave uh, oil boy. Yeah, slave slave land oil boy. That's what it was. <laughs> HD Micro, remix. Yeah. Give it a Capcom name. Yeah. <sighs> Super Turbo Slave Land Oil Boy, oil boy yes, it's the, but you could afford that. It's the microtransactions that's what's going to do you in because you have to pay for every single rub down, <laughs> every stroke yeah. in one direction yeah. cost a nickel. Yeah. yeah. Well, on to the video games. Wow, that was a good. Totally objectified, Carrie Fisher. Friday the thirteenth. It's got much away to gain. It's okay. She took money for it. <laughs> <laughs> She's never going to be a guest, no. Uh, has met its original funding goal of $700,000 this week. And it has reached around $823,704 by 12,000-some-odd backers. So now they are on to their stretch goals. Um, Scott and I had predicted that they would reach their funding goal, and, and they did. So you are getting a Friday the 13th game. It will be on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC in the fall of 2016. So yay, I guess. Um, I hope it turns out to be fun, but... Well, it at, at this point right now, it is only going to be... They haven't reached their stretch goal of a um, single-player campaign yet, so it's multiplayer only. And it's not going to be cross-platform, so you have to make sure everybody has the same system. So uh, there's some pre-alpha footage out there. Again, pre-alpha, so it's going to look like crap. Um, I won. What is their stretch goal to get? More than they're going to get. More than they're going to get. I think they're topping out. Yeah, it's. Well, I think it's close to like a million dollars. I believe. I'm I mean, I like asymmetrical gameplay. It's that type of multiplayer can be fun. It's just hard for I don't know. I'm trying to think of one that was fun. Clinton Marines a good asymmetrical death match. Once it was patched, it was pretty good. I won't say it was great, but it was pretty good. Um, evolves decent, but it's a microtransaction cesspool. So, eh, we'll have to just wait and see, man. Well, the first single-player survival challenge mode is $1,625,000. Oh, yeah. They're not going to get that. No, it seems like they're topping out where they're at. Right now, they are closest when they have as many phases of death. That's $875,000, which is three new Jason skins from the... Um, how much they have now? Eight hundred and what? Seventeen thirty, something like that. They'll probably get that. Boy, Anita Sarkeesian is really going to hate that game. 
So it's the king of freaking stabbing women. So they got that. Um, so good news for people who like um, naked women and stabby stabby. So Scott yeah, Chappie. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna love this shit. Yeah. Stabby stabby. <laughs> stabby stabby necky necky. Subconscious act of penetrations because I hate women. No, not really. Fallout Four mods will be free. Um, that's interesting. So extremely interesting. You will not have to pay for any of your mods for PlayStation Four or Xbox One. However, there is a catch. You will have to have a PC if you do want to make mods. So that's the catch. So that's just the way it is. So suck it up. Now, on to the next um, Fallout news. Call of Duty, like we have talked about before, is no longer the greatest, biggest, badass motherfucker on the planet. Got your ass beat this year. Uh, re released on Tuesday, November 10th, Fallout 4 sipped approximately 12 million units worldwide to meet day one demand at retail and digital stores and acquired $750 million in sales. So, fuck you, Call of Duty. You got your ass beat. Yeah, and Call of Duty brought it this year. I'll give them that much. Well, like, but, maybe, um, yeah. Fallout 4, the release, knocked the um, hits that Pornhub.com gets down dramatically. Like the people, the guy that owns Pornhub got on the internet and congratulated Fallout 4 <laughs> for destroying Pornhub that day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which I mean, just, well, I, gave their I, hate say, rest, huh? <laughs> I hate to say it, but it gives Anita Sarkeesian some ammo. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. They quit jacking off to play this game. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. But uh, it is a really good game. So, traffic dropped 10% the day Fallout 4 was released. <laughs> I, I really don't know what to say about that well you gotta think man 10 percent of <laughs> how many people are connected to the internet two billion it's, and probably 90 percent of them look at porn <laughs> how much traffic like, how much traffic from Pornhub dropped that day 10 percent that day from from Pornhub What's what's the amount though? Um, let me see here. Uh, okay, between five and ten a.m., November analytics show traffic dropping. Uh, at its lowest, traffic dropped by as much as ten percent between seven a.m. till noon. Stats show traffic returning normal until six p.m. when it dropped again. However. After midnight, traffic jumped as high as 15% above average. So everybody got burned out from, from binging on Fallout 4. It was like, I got to rub one out before I go to bed. <laughs> so it was 15% above average. I got to rub one out before I go to bed and go back to work tomorrow. 
Oh my gosh, people taking sick days off. I was off that day, so yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh, um, it doesn't give any concrete numbers, it just gives the percentages. So that's hilarious. Jumping as high as 15% around midnight. That is so great. That's what all the moms and dads with the bed, and they was like, all right, man, I can sneak one out. Yeah. Let's see, wait a minute. I might have percentage. No, it just shows percentages and times. It doesn't doesn't give anything else. Oh well. Okay. And the last bit of news is some um, <sighs> Nintendo news. All of Nintendo's Android and iOS games will be, you guessed it, free to play. Boo. I'd rather pay premium prices. All of Nintendo's games is currently planning for Android and iOS will be free to play titles according to development partner DNA, which means you will not have to pay a dime. But they will be filled with that lovely, lovely term you just oh, so love to hear in app purchases. Which means if you can pay a dollar for Mario to jump higher. Yeah. Iwata passed away. That little shit uh, investor that said that is probably in He's the rubbing one out the Pornhub right now. Yeah. I'd rather pay ten or fifteen dollars for a good solid mobile title. If Nintendo's behind it, I I don't know if I'd ever pay ten dollars for a mobile title, but maybe with Nintendo I would give something a shot. You know, some reviews were positive, things like that. Um, yeah. Price point, I mean, free to play. They had the um, submarine game Steel Diver was free to play, free to download. It actually, wasn't bad. It was decent. I didn't try the other free-to-play game. I don't remember what it was called. It was some sort of like baseball game and you could buy stuff, mm. but you didn't have to. I don't know. Anyways, free-to-play can work, but I mean, by all means, be greedy and make your money, but they they can't sacrifice too much at the expense of microtransactions because Nintendo does have a almost a unique place in the industry that people talk about Nintendo quality. As far as software goes, Nintendo Seal quality. Yeah, they well, had that sticker up sticker up there for years, so I think yeah, that's dead. But they have like polished games. There's not a lot of. There's very few bugs, review glitches, so the reviews for their games are usually pretty high. So I mean, you know, they they make a good product on the software side. So hopefully they can keep that up in the mobile environment. But I just fucking hate free to play. This DNA CEOE, well, the DNA CEO confirmed during earnings call that games currently in the pipeline are all free to play. It is unclear how many of those there are, but Nintendo has revealed plans to launch five by March 2017. Um, trying to think of some good free to play games. World of Tanks. 
Oh boy, tank game. I liked mm. it. But I haven't played it a whole lot lately. Because it does take forever to unlock shit in that game. There's a way to do it. I don't know what the hell that would be, but there's got to be a way. There's been so many shit games I've downloaded and tried on mobile phones. Just something to take, you know, almost been five minutes of my time. You know, Angry Birds wasn't that bad, the first one. I, you know, I like all the Angry Birds games. So, what do you get, like 50 levels? Well, the new one was, Angry Birds 2 was total shit, though. I like Angry Birds Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, there are games out there that are good, but I think they're few and far between when it comes to free-to-play. And Nintendo had their Nintendo Direct. Did you get to watch this, Scott? Yes, I watched the Nintendo Direct. Are you fucking crazy? Well, I forgot about it, so go fuck yourself. Amiibo porn. (laughs) Yeah, it was full of Amiibo. Like every other... It was nothing but like an Amiibo ad. They did not have commercials. They had every other bit was like, and you can get an Amiibo for this. You can get an Amiibo for that. Just think, it would be nothing but Skylander bullshit if they would have just agreed to buy Skylanders. Oh, yeah. They 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 really dropped the ball on that. But anyways. Um, so let's, let's go through the list here. Yeah. This is not in order of the show, but... Um, Let's just we're we're looking at game spots uh running down here, so we're just gonna go through this. Uh Final Fantasy VII Cloud is coming to Smash Brothers on Wii U and 3DS. That's big news. Yeah. Cloud is one of the most popular video game characters ever, and he was like what in one one game? One or two. Was One it? or two. There was something else. I don't know. I just know Final Fantasy VII. He's, but, I mean, literally, he's had very few appearances, and he is an entire generation is still wrapped up with him. He looked like I mean, a badass character in the game, though. Well, yeah, he was awesome. Um, no, I mean, in, in Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he looks great in Smash Brothers. So, and there's going to be a freaking amiibo for that shit. You know that? So, no. Oh, really? yeah. So there's gonna be a bunch of non-Nintendo fanboys will be chasing that shit down. There's gonna be a bunch of PlayStation fanboys chasing that shit down. I bet Cloud is gonna be hard as hell to get when he comes out. And there's also a Smash Brothers direct to air in December, so Yeah, I'm waiting on the Ryu amiibo patiently. I need yeah. and the Shovel Knight amiibo. Legends of Zelda Wii U is coming in 2016. So there is um, confirmation that is not a NX. NX, whatever they're going to call it. Uh, uh, it is coming for Wii U. So, and you actually saw footage of a somewhat shell sated Zelda. Yes, it looks. It looks really good, though. I didn't the like horse. it. I like. I love it. The horse looks great. I thought it looked like, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, it is coming for Wii U in 2016. Didn't say when, but it is coming. And of course, if you use your your um, do they say your stupid fucking amiibo, which is coming with Twilight Princess HD, which they confirmed, uh, which is available on the 30th anniversary. What date was that? Uh, it's in February, or March. March 30th or something like that. Yeah, I can't believe March, it something like that. It's it's the 30th anniversary or some bullshit like that. And uh, you get like the amiibo, it's like Wolf Link. Um, and it has Midna on top of Wolf Link. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're sold out pretty much the last time I looked. It will, um, some, well, March some 4th. A tribute or some bullshit like Save Data will carry over to uh, the new Zelda game whenever yeah. it comes out. Yeah, it's coming in a big box edition. Um, with yeah, I pre-ordered the Twilight Princess HD big box edition with the Amiibo. I managed to snag one before they sold out. I also managed to snag the gold Mega Man bundle for 3DS for Mega Man Legacy. So Scott, you're part of the problem. I know. It's not like I don't have four of the six games that's in that Legacy collection already. And that Legacy collection is kind of lame for the it only has six titles. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pathetic. Pretty, that's pathetic. Yeah, there's a bunch of freaking games. Well, I mean there's only know. like ten fucking Mega Man games, you only get six in the in the collection. Yeah, and then there's the Genesis um had a collection and it was like there were remastered versions of the stages and stuff so they could at least done that so star fox is now slated for april what was the actual date uh april 22nd 22nd yeah and i gotta say it looks like shit it looks like a playstation 3 game not even that it was like a playstation 2 game yeah i'm a little surprised that the um graphics are as dated looking as they are especially when you look at say um oh my god i forgot the name of it bayonetta no um mario anything no. wii u no it's not even on here why the fuck did i have it on here xenoblade xenoblade chronicles x don't even have that on here what the fuck GameSpot, you suck but yeah, that man. game looks friggin' awesome, and Star Fox looks like shit. But Xenoblade Chronicles looks friggin' awesome. Yeah. Would you be damn lucky if you can actually download it on your friggin'? Yeah, I have seven gigs. It's got me kind of cramped on downloading. Which it. they even said on there that if you, if you really want the game to actually play pretty good on your system. You have to download some extra, some text some texture files for your system. Yeah, they there's four packs that's coming out for it. I think. Yeah. You can install those to improve game performance. At least right. download the basic text for your system. Yeah. Um, I, I took a look. Um, the the download file is 21 gigs. Your. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, your. The, the basic text, the, the basic pack is um, two gigs, I think. All together, I think everything is maybe around 
seven gigs. The file, the, the game itself is 21 gigs if you download it itself. Your Wii U is 32 gigs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go buy like a 250 gigabyte external hard drive cheap. I hate to do that. But I mean, the system, I've, I've had it for three years and we still play a lot of stuff that's installed digitally. We tried to trim it the other night just to try a Fatal Frame and uh, we couldn't really pick anything we wanted to get rid of. So I was like, oh, I'll just wait. I'll get a cheap one. I have the Xenoblade, like, I don't even know what the hell the edition's called now, like special edition with all the extra stuff. Mm. I managed to get a pre-order of that. Um, but they don't have it on here, but um, Mario Tennis, Smash Tennis, that actually looks pretty fun. I played the tennis, was it GameCube? Had a Mario Tennis? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we rented it one time. Actually, I think I played it when I worked at the movie store. <laughs> it was really good. Like, I'm pretty sure I was supposed to be working at the movie store, and I was in the movie store playing GameCube. So, but movie gallery. Yeah, yeah. You and your little cactus. Yeah, it was my spider plant. My yeah. mom murdered it, and I'm still sore over that. But that, that looks pretty fun. That's only That game is only around, I think it's $50 I checked. So... Them, I think that's available this week. I think it's available on twentieth. So, um, is it What? When's it available? On oh, freaking tennis! Damn it! I got. I was. I was thinking about Xenoblade again. No, Xenoblade Chronicles is next month. Yeah, it's like December fourth, I think. No, I think it's later in the month. I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mario Tennis. Uh. Tennis Smash is available on the 20th, and it is um, $50. Um, the There is a Wii U bundle that includes Splatoon and Super Smash Brothers, and it's available Black Friday for $250. That's a pretty good deal. That's a hell of a good deal. Yeah, because you got a hundred dollars in games. I mean, those are still fifty dollars in stores or sixty dollars. Yep. I don't know what you can get them for on eBay, but I would assume they're probably in the mid to upper forties. And um, yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, but they are killing the Wii U to, uh, not tomorrow, but next year. So maybe, yeah. possibly. But you know, I mean. But dollars with those two games plus I mean they do have some good games in the catalog. But if they make the NX backward compatible, it might be worth it. Yeah, that that's that's the other issue. If they would just come out and say it, I think they're trying to sell off as many Wii U's as they can because they're making a a very modest profit on each console sold supposedly. So. Yeah. Or at least if what Reggie said was true a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, Mother 3 is getting a Wii U re-release, but only in Japan. I never played that game. Don't know what the hell that is. That's uh, Earthbound. Ah. Uh, um, 
Super Mario Maker is getting a browser-based portal that makes it easier to search for levels that will come out in December. So, um, basically, what happens is you get on your iPhone or your um, browser, take a look at some levels that some fool makes. If it looks fun, you're just at it and say, "Hey, I want to play that." And then, so when you go online on your system, it's right there, and you can just play it. So it's pretty simple. Yeah, wow, Nintendo is actually clunky. doing something that involves the internet. Well, the the functionality to find stuff that they have on Mario Maker, as expected, is just a wee bit clunky. It's not too bad, but I'm shocked. It's, yeah, um, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, and I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure you can't just like go and look at your friends list in the game and look at their levels. I think I had to have those guys actually post those levels on a forum that we all frequent and then go find mm. it. And then I could follow them from then on, but not until they had sent me their, basically it was like getting a friend code sent. Mm. So over on the 3ds, uh, oh, there's also, um, like some Splatoon stuff coming out updates, new yeah, weapons or something. Bunch of freaking updates. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of new equipment and gear and stuff. Uh, over on the 3DS, Hyrule Warriors um, is coming out. New characters, including a female Link. Which, uh, the name's stupid. Linkle? <laughs> it's terrible. Linkle. Just call her Link. Well, you could call her Linkette. Would that be better? Uh, just call it Link. He's been androgynous anyways. Um, Dragon Quest 7 and 8 3DS remakes. Let's see. Fire Emblem Fates coming in two different packages. I will definitely jump on Dragon Quest. Ooh, and a special edition. Wireless enabled versions of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. I love the boxes for 3DS special editions. Zelda Triforce Heroes, free DLC. Uh, oh, Pokemon, Pokemon Cross. blue and yellow with wireless enabled. Yep. That's going to be a big seller, I bet. And the uh, one thing that, again, GameSpot sucks here because they're missing a lot of stuff, The their Black Friday bundle. They hey. are giving away, well, not giving away, but they included the Original 3DS XL, not the new one, not the new 3DS XL with the good 3D. They're giving away the old one, which is total shit. It doesn't even work. The fuck, Nintendo? It works for me. You just you penny pinching motherfucking misers. What the hell? That'd be GameStop. Oh my god, you fucking suck. Like the you're last like PC. You have no idea what the fuck you're doing. You Ebenezer Scrooge motherfuckers. Here it is. It's Christmas, and you're giving out the cheapest shit possible. God, you fucking suck. Reggie should just power bomb your asses through every fucking table in Japan. And those fucking tables are so fucking shoddy made, it would fucking hurt. I just will fucking rape your ass with every fucking table leg he finds and just jab it through your fucking skulls. Let me tell you, man, 
their bundles at GameStop for Nintendo products have been terrible for at least the last three or four years. Like, I can't remember any exact bundles, but I remember I look every year, and it's like, okay, so say Smash Brothers and Splatoon are $60 right now. So you go to GameStop, and they'll be like, we'll give you the Wii U, Smash Brothers, uh, Splatoon bundle. They will charge you the $300 for the fucking Wii U, and then they will charge you $60 a pop for the games and call it a bundle. That's how they've bundled games. Like, you might save $10 on one of their bundles. There's not any significant savings. There's not anything to drive interest or hype through their bundles. And they've just, they've, they've been utter shit every year. And this is, I mean, I don't GameSpot know. must have came up with this fucking bundle then. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, man. They're probably clearing out old stock. Well, in closing, have to cover it. Um, AWA legend Nick Bockwinkle died this past week. Well, this week, actually. Um, man could cut a hell of a promo, and he was... Um, he uh, inspired... I think he was one of the inspirations for Ric Flair on uh, cutting promos and how to be a heel, so... Debuted in 1955. Yeah. I remember... I can remember him vaguely. I mean, I've seen him a little bit on YouTube and stuff, but like uh, when they used to have AWA on syndication, I remember catching him when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. But it was old stuff. And he was usually not even really wrestling. He was talking a lot. Now I remember watching some of his stuff in the 80s. I got that. I may have seen him work. A few stuff, but by that time he was already pretty much done. Yeah, but uh, maybe saw some of the classics I saw. I don't think I saw that match with him, and Kurt Henning, where they had that hour match, where it was the draw. But uh, but yeah, Bunkwinkle was um, he was one of the best. Definitely could cut a promo. So, uh, yep. And that will do it, though. So, um, only thing left, um, if you have not been watching The Walking Dead, go out of your way to find a way to watch it. If stars would at least find some way to make it accessible to people to legally watch it, say iTunes, so you could purchase it now. Some people would actually buy it that way instead of going through other means. People would do it. Just saying. Um, can you? What show are you talking about? Ash versus the Evil Dead. I could have swore you said Walking Dead. I was like, who the fuck is this guy on the other side of the computer? No, Ash versus. <laughs> Dead. Yeah, I really want to watch that. No. I would throw money at that just because it's Evil Dead. Period. Yeah. Ass versus Evil Dead. I buy a lot of TV episodes. I don't download anything because, you know, I got in trouble a couple times. But anyways. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah, I picked off the internet today. Can't talk. Yeah. Yeah, stars. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Alien changed the title of the new movie from um, Paradise Lost to Covenant. Hmm. So it's going to be Aliens subtitled Covenant. I'm like, really? Come on, guys. These secondary titles are always so fucking unoriginal. So it's now Alien Covenant. Yeah. Yeah, the new Prometheus movie is called Alien Covenant. Why should it not be called Prometheus Covenant? Because they are straight going... Um, see the first episode free. They're straight going to... Um, I think they feel like they need the name because Prometheus was lukewarm. Money and critically. So... Which, I mean, you gotta think the last, like, four films involving aliens haven't exactly set the world on fire. So. Those the first two had pretty good sales, but after that, it's dropped off steeply. Okay. All right. Well. There was something else. Oh, I don't remember what it was. It had to do Doom 4. I'm trying to think of what it was about Doom 4. Oh yeah, it's sexist, evil shit. People, mm. it's too it's too violent. There were there. Doom were, four is too violent. Doom four is too violent. Yes, um, a couple writers recently. Let me think here. Uh, Doom four. They were basically saying that it was over the top. It was this. It was that. And it's like, really, this game's not for you, then, douche. You know, it's too violent for you. That's fine, but it's not too violent overall. Um, have they played, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto or the Green way Man? I see it is Grand Theft the set, I don't know which writers it was, but I would assume the same writers probably praised that game, Grand Theft Auto. And at least in Doom 4, you're not fighting humans. Yeah, I mean, you're fighting demons from hell. Yeah, it's be it's way out there in fantasy. It's not a reality simulator like fucking GTA is or tries to be. So, yeah, I believe that uh, some people just that's just like uh, saying, "Oh, the new Star Wars movie sucks because I don't like lasers." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like it's not for you, then, dude. Oh, that, no, that, that's Harrison Ford. Yeah, or like yeah, Harrison Ford. So. Now, if he had a, a whip, it would be amazing. Oh, Anita Sarkeesian, that's who it was. Oh. She okay. said it was too violent, and then her one of her cronies was saying it was too violent. Some guy. Hmm. Uh, Here's an idea. If you don't how, like how that, don't fuck like is that. Doom too damn violent? It's it's fucking doom. Well, when she posted her big picture of um, her game collection, she had like Mortal Kombat, Gears of War, stuff like that. So, I mean, you're kind of... You kind of say, okay, I used to play violent games and I've grown since then and I no longer think that those are proper. That's one thing, but she doesn't do that. Hmm. So why does she still have those games for yeah, there's a lot of people says that she doesn't even really play them, but I don't know whether she does or not. I don't really care either, but um, yeah, I mean, it's freaking doom. That's what it's supposed to be. 
It's always going to be controversial. Oh, well, I don't want to give her any any time on our show. So, no, enough of that. I should I probably thought it was somebody. That. I thought it, I thought it was somebody else. So I should probably edit that part out. Thanks for giving her free publicity on my show, Scott. Oh my God, I know. Oops. <laughs> you know they're making a movie about her and that. Um, the hell was the other one involved in GamerGate? Zoe Quinn. Yeah, they no. sold the rights to the movie. They're making. What are you giving these people free airtime for Scott? <laughs> Edit it out. My bad. Well, let's let's close. <laughs> this is like a third minutes. week in a row. <laughs> He's taking a five-second break so you yeah. can give us the outro. Well, thanks for watching or listening. Uh, come up with, come, you better come up with something good at the end here, Scott. This is the third week in a row. Scarlett Johansson's going to play the douche. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Uh, Okay. Good night, people.